But factoring in those age-related changes is incredibly important. In short, if you don't do that, you're probably going to end up working about three years longer than you have to or spending less money. That's real, real evidence there. That's what people uh, do or don't do when you do or don't do it right. Welcome to Retire Smarter with Kevin Krosky. Find answers to your toughest questions and get educated about the financial world. It's time to retire smarter. Welcome once again to the Retire Smarter Podcast. We've got a great show for you today. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Krosky of True Wealth Design. And suppose you're having surgery. Does exploratory surgery sound like something you would volunteer to undergo? Or does a predetermined surgical plan sound a little bit better? If you're like me, having a plan and a repeatable process sounds less risky, and it's what I would prefer. And the same goes for retirement. You've got retirement spending, health insurance, social security, investing, taxes. These are all key and complex areas where you need to make sure you're making smart decisions for retirement. So how do you thoughtfully consider and carefully integrate them into a well-crafted retirement plan. Well, on today's show, we're going to talk about the True Wealth Retire Smarter solution that takes steps to align your money to your goals, overlaid with tax smart strategies so you can retire with confidence. And here to walk us through the Retire Smarter solution is, of course, Kevin Krosky. And Kevin, tell us what it's like to walk through this process, all the elements that are involved. Yes. Yeah, so exploratory surgery doesn't sound good to you, Walter, eh? Um, no. So <laughs> whenever people come into our office, you know, they have all these, this kind of financial stuff, um, you know, taxes, healthcare concerns, investments, savings, spending, pension, social security, you know, all, all this stuff. But, you know, ultimately, most importantly, they, they have a vision, at least most people do, about what they want their life to be like, what they want their retirement to be like. And... Uh, just going ahead and sorting through everything and prioritizing and integrating, it's a big job. I mean, there's a lot of different areas with uh, a lot of complexity involved. And what we've done over the years is just develop our own unique process to go ahead and be able to walk somebody through this path of, hey, how do we actually get things in order, get the clarity, get the confidence we need, make sure that we're making smart decisions, making sure that our money's gonna last and retire smarter. And that's what really what we're gonna share today. I'm just going to walk through the process that we've been doing really for a decade now. We kind of just packaged it, I think, a little bit differently in the last year or two to make it more accessible and so people can understand really what they are getting uh, when they go through a process and, and are working with us. But I think the doctor analogy that we started with is a good one. You know, there's if you're working with somebody or if you're trying to do this yourself and you maybe have some knowledge, but you really don't know how to kind of put this all together. Well, you can quickly go down a rabbit hole, you know, miss something critically important, you know, you name it. And I just had a conversation just the other day with a gentleman, very smart, very thoughtful, very detail oriented. Um, he was, uh, he's a police officer. He's the chief of police and he's, he's, you can tell he's really well read and he's really concerned and he's identified some issues. And at the same time, I shared with him, I said, you know, 
you know, your situation, he thinks it's simple. I said, well, you know, maybe it is, maybe it is. And I haven't you know, met with him and dug into all the details yet, but I could already tell from some of the things that he was sharing that he definitely had some blind spots. And so he was kind of in this exploratory surgery phase where he was figuring things out. He was getting some education. He was investing some time. He was getting some confidence, but he didn't know what he didn't know. And it became quickly apparent to me. So I kind of shared that with him with kid gloves, I guess I would say, and uh, just suggested about some things he was missing. So, you know, the process is ultimately designed to make sure that we don't have those things that are being missed. So somebody comes in, you know, what is the process? So the six-step process starts with the big picture. You know, what's retirement going to be like? How much can you really afford to spend? And just getting that framework, you know, if you just say, well, hey, what are your goals? Well, Walter, I don't know about you, but my goal is to spend a million dollars a month. How's that sound? A million dollars. Wow. That's realistic. Um, yeah, I don't know if I could do that. It's kind of like the old Brewster's Millions <laughs> movie back in the 80s. But um, but you have to have some framework. You know, you, you have to have some reasonableness. And most people have become accustomed to whatever their lifestyle is. Maybe they would like to go ahead and, and splurge and do a little bit more. Uh, frankly, maybe they can do a lot more, uh, but they've never really kind of increased their spending over time. And, you know, it just kind of became set their ways. Nothing wrong with that. Live below your means, work hard, save hard, uh, become financially independent, all good things. But you have to take what you have. You have to take your assets. You have to go ahead and start projecting your social security. And if you have pension benefits or some sort of income stream that's going to continue in retirement, start formulating that. And then you can start evaluating, you know, what is sustainable from a spending standpoint. Very simple. You know, anybody can really kind of go and do this online. It's just kind of the base starting point. What is likely going to be able to be spent over time? And then, quite importantly, well, hey, how much am I actually spending? So in step two, we have the lifestyle analyzer. So we're taking a look at, well, what are you currently spending? We're going to go ahead and also look at some of those goals and say, well, hey, is this really going to be there in retirement or is this something that's going to terminate? Or maybe it was one time, you know, you did uh, some in-home improvement project on the house and you did a new patio or something. Well, you're not going to be doing that every year or whatever it may be, but you get the idea there. And also some goals are going to have a higher priority than others. So the categories that we kind of frame this into are, you know, you have some needs-based goals, you know, heat in the house, food in the belly, you know, pay the insurance, pay the property taxes, what have you. And then you start going down the totem pole into more discretionary items in terms of, you know, travel, um, going out uh, to eat, you know, if you have a second home, whatever it may be for your own situation. But you know, you have some things that are primary and then some things that are more discretionary. And it's important to go ahead and rank those. And then thirdly, when you're analyzing your lifestyle, and this is critically important, you really need to factor in age-related spending over time. So we've talked about this in some past episodes. Uh, we'll provide a link to the uh, the 80% spending rule in our Retirement Rules Gone Awry series. But in short, spending tends to decline in real terms as you age. So most of the simple calculators maybe that you used in step one when you went online or your financial planner is using or your 401k website when you log in does is just taking some simple, straightforward projection and looking at that over time. Same spending, same rate of return. It's just kind of a linear assumption. Well, when you start getting into how people actually spend what you see is it does tend to decline over time. You know, so the first year after you retire, your spending is going to be pretty darn similar to what you spent the prior year while you're still working. Sure, some things are going to fall off, but it's going to be pretty similar by and large. Uh, but as you get older, 
go, go, slow, go, no, go, the slower we go or the no that we go or don't go, uh, our spending declines. And so as that happens, it's just important to factor in those changes. The one proviso that I will mention is that even though spending does decline over time, when you look at that for our retirees today and maybe their spending hasn't declined, well, what's different? Why are they not really kind of falling within what the spending data, the spending research shows is true? And uh, the thing that I would say to that is basically clients uh, that we serve and, and studies have shown the same thing is that the character of their spending changes. So when they get up into their, you know, maybe their later 70s or 80s and they really see that, okay, hey, my retirement plan is really kind of played out pretty well. I'm definitely going to have more money than I need. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to keep spending, but my character of the spending is changing. So maybe now I'm giving more to my kids, to my grandkids, to my charities that I'm supporting, what have you. But factoring in those age-related changes is incredibly important. In short, if you don't do that, you're probably going to end up working about three years longer than you have to or spending less money. That's real, real evidence there. That's what people uh, do or don't do when you do or don't do it right. So we got the first two steps under wraps. Uh, Now we got the big picture, kind of the ballpark framed up. We looked at our spending, factored in some age-related spending changes, ranked our goals between needs, more discretionary items. Now we get into income. So Social Security expander. You know, most everybody has Social Security. So you paid into it for all these years. Let's make sure that you get the most out of it. And if you have a pension, uh, some clients we have, I think one client, uh, husband and wife, has four different pension plans. So you have all kinds of different options. How are you going to take it? On your life only? Are you going to take a survivor benefit? What about a lump sum option? All those things, you know, you start in looking in a vacuum and looking at it on its own, but then you absolutely have to go ahead and formulate that and fit it into your retirement plan. Uh, so nothing is done in a vacuum. It just helps to go ahead and understand some key traits and variables about it before you fit it into your overall retirement plan. And then anything that isn't going to be met by your income sources for Social Security, for pensions, you know, if you have some rental income in retirement or deferred compensation, obviously has to come from your savings and your investments. So you have some risk there. The risk is really, hey, if my savings and investments don't do so well, uh, what kind of lifestyle risk or cutback risk you know, might I have? And so again, this is one of the important reasons why in step two, when we analyze your lifestyle, we really need to go ahead and not only create those spending goals, but rank them you know, from the needs down to the more discretionary wants or wishes and what have you. The other risk that every retiree faces is just health insurance costs. You know, particularly if you're retiring before 65, your costs are going to be quite high, at least for a few years until you get onto Medicare in 65. And then, oh, by the way, uh, most people are at least somewhat concerned about, hey, what if I have to go and into an assisted living facility or a nursing home? You know, what kind of risk uh, does that pose to my plan? And can I afford that? Um, can I afford to self-insure that? Or should I actually consider some sort of insurance policy to go ahead and, and mitigate that risk? So we need to look at the health insurance costs. We need to go ahead and look at the long-term healthcare risk and any shock that that may provide to your plan and whether you can sustain it. And then we really need to go ahead and stress test the plan and the investments to assess what kind of lifestyle risk do you have. And again, if we go through that and we see that, hey, your needs are met to a very high degree, 
some of your more discretionary items are met, but hey, maybe you do have to go ahead and cut back in some of the most discretionary goals and you're okay with that. Well, you know, that's the whole part of planning and bringing it together and making it very clear about what sort of trade-offs you may have to make in the future. Not saying that you will have to cut back, but hey, if we're dealt a bad hand of cards, ultimately we may have to play the hand that we're dealt. So at least we have a predetermined plan about how we're going to change our spending behaviors to make sure that long-term we're not going to go ahead and go off course and put our primary goals and our needs at risk. And in my experience in working with people, having this kind of concrete plan, you know, when you have a fear of the unknown, hey, if the market goes down or, hey, this election is really tenuous, what's that going to do to the market? We can go and we can show people, say, look, if your worst fear happens, if another 2008, 2009 happens, here's exactly what's going to happen. We know what your spending goals are. We've measured them. Not only have we measured them, but we factored in those age-related changes and we've went ahead and you prioritize them about what's most important to you. And so, you know, this most discretionary goal, remember that one that you that we went through? If things get really bad, we, you might have to cut this back rather than doing it you know, through, say, into your 80s. Maybe you're only going to be able to do it for the first 10 years of retirement if things get that bad, kind of a worst case situation historically. Is that okay to you? Inevitably, you know, we wouldn't go down the plan in the first place unless you know, that was okay with somebody. But when you start framing it that way and you start connecting the dots and making it concrete, inevitably you kind of see this, this calmness come over them. And just they see it's not like, hey, I'm going to be destitute and broke. Like, okay, hey, if I can't travel to Florida for 20 or 25 years, and I only get to do it for 10. I'm not going to maybe be happy about it, but it's not the worst thing in the world. I think I'll be okay. And that's the whole idea of this. Again, um, make it clear, make it concrete, show how all the pieces and parts fit together. So that was step four, you know, mitigating the risk mitigator, looking at all those different risks, healthcare, long-term care, as well as a lifestyle risk. If things, if we're dealt a bad hand of cards, particularly at the outset of retirement. So after we have that big picture plan in place, you know, we've done, we framed our ballpark. How much can we go ahead and likely afford to spend over time? Uh, we see uh, like our current lifestyle spending. How does that match up? Factoring those age related changes. We got the different hierarchy for the needs, the wants and the wishes for their spending goals. We've made smart decisions on social security and our pension. We looked at some of the key risks that pretty much every retiree faces for health insurance, long-term health care, as well as any sort of lifestyle risk in their plan. If they are dealt that bad hand, now we get into some of the details in, in the steps five and six in making sure that we're looking at and making smart decisions on our investments, making sure that that is matched, customized, tailored back to our plan that we put in place. And then we're going to overlay all of it in step six with a tech smart distribution strategy. So those are the six steps. Again, we call it the retirement visualizer. We're starting out big picture, kind of framing that ballpark of really what is possible with what we've accumulated over time. Step two, digging into our lifestyle, really measuring what does it cost to do the things that we've become accustomed to doing? Are there additional things maybe we want to add in retirement now that we have more time or maybe we have more flexibility and more ability to go ahead and increase our lifestyle in retirement? So then in step three, again, we're making sure that we're making the smartest decisions possible with our income sources, with Social Security, with pensions, looking at it first in isolation so we can really hone in on the core variables. And then we're making sure that we're going to fit it into the retirement plan because all of these things really work together. Step four, we're going to look at all the different key risks that every retiree faces, health insurance costs, making sure that we're making smart decisions there 
before Medicare, on Medicare, looking at that long-term healthcare risk and seeing, hey, can our plan make sure that we can shoulder any sort of long-term healthcare shock that we may have to live through? Then we're going to go ahead and assess our lifestyle risk by really, you know, stress testing our, our investments and saying, hey, you know, anything that's not being met by our income sources for Social Security and pension have to be met by our savings and investments. And if we do have a bad sequence, a bad hand dealt to us, are we going to be okay? Or where are we going to have to cut back through the different goals that we've already defined and prioritized? We're going to dive into the investments. We're going to go ahead and estimate the return that you need. We're going to analyze your investment allocation, make sure you're not paying too much in fees or taxes. And then very importantly, we're going to go ahead and match your investments back to your plan. The whole goal is that it has to custom fit like a glove back to your plan to provide the income that you need. And then lastly, and quite importantly, and I never met anybody that really liked to leave a tip when it came tax time, but we're going to go ahead and overlay a tax smart distribution strategy. Now that we have your plan in place, now that we've defined your investments and how they need to be customized to your plan, now we're going to take a keen eye towards making sure that we have a smart spend down strategy for you. Taxes are somewhat on sale from now until 2025 uh, under this Tax Reform Act that was passed in 2017. That creates a lot of opportunity for a lot of our clients. And then if we do that, studies show that basically, hey, we can probably make your money last a few years longer than what it otherwise would if we did not have that tax smart distribution strategy. So this is our retirement smarter solution you know whether you're doing this on your own uh, whether you're a client of ours or whether you have another advisor you sh certainly should have a process and you should see how all the pieces and parts fit together to make sure that you are making smart decisions make sure that you have the clarity and the confidence that you need to retire smarter it's so important to make sure that you have that process in place and if you don't that's a red flag. That means you're not ready for retirement. You're not ready to attack your financial future with confidence. And so if you want to get that plan in place and you're interested in speaking with a certified financial planner and a member of the True Wealth Design team, all you have to do is go to truewealthdesign.com and click on the Are We Right For You button to schedule your 15-minute call with an experienced advisor on the team. Go to truewealthdesign.com and click on the Are We Right For You button to schedule that call. Or you can dial in directly to 855-TWD-PLAN. That's 855-893-7526. Kevin, thanks for walking us through this Retire Smarter solution. Informative and helpful. And we'll look forward to another great show with you next time. Thank you, Walter. For Kevin Krosky, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on the Retire Smarter Podcast. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed. All performance reference is historical and not an indication of future results. Benchmark indices are hypothetical and do not include any investment fees.